go there, lollygaggers. <laughs> it is Thanksgiving week. Which means we have the Thanksgiving version of lollygagging sports on tap for you. I'm Bo Reed along with Samantha Button and Matthew Irby. We're going to talk some baseball. A little free agent chatter. Not quite at the level that we want yet, Samantha. But hey, we get to talk about some things. The stove is heating up. It's heating up. Is it heating is it heating up, or do we just get the pilot light lit? I mean, I, 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 I don't know if we're quite there yet. Well, it was on for a minute, and Aaron Nola resigned with the Phillies, and then we, now we're back to <laughs> heat. That's like when you when you're boiling water and you get the the initial boil, but you gotta you gotta turn it down because if not, it's gonna overflow. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what just happened. Nola was the boiling water. Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson brought the fire back down. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Uh, All right, before we get into that, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes, Thanksgiving is here. It's upon us. Irby, how about you? I Everything is great. Done, done with the work week for now. And, I, you know, planning a we, – we've kind of – Got a little morning fun tradition, Thanksgiving morning, so just feel better about eating and eating and then eating some more. And um, the wife is currently working on a cherry pie in the other room, so winds oh. all around here. Oh, winds go. all around here, and the turkey is in the house. The turkey is here; it's dead, and it is it is ready. It's, it's not frozen though, right? Like <laughs> thank you for clarifying out? that it was yeah. dead. <laughs> that is yes, no, we do not have a live turkey right around the house. Live yeah. <laughs> Although I say that I would love, like, I'm going to be that grandfather. I know it. I'm going to be that grandfather. All the grandkids come over, have a live turkey, and be like, Grandpa, what's he, what is he doing here? You remember what we're eating them all? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that Muppet special? Um, the, the Muppet Family Christmas? It's from, like, 1986 or something. It's really old, and you can't get it anywhere because there was some kind of copyright issue. But, like, you can find it on YouTube, the one where the turkey convinces the chef that he's not a turkey, and he tells the chef to use Big Bird because Big Bird is so big. Like, a yes. big turkey. So good. So good. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. For those, those that don't know, uh, my fellow lollygaggers this week are a little bit more amped than normal. They're in rare form. So, this will... This will be fun. I gotta match your energy, guys. Like I'm not there yet. I, I just got. Irby and I have had a weird day. We've had a weird day. <laughs> I, I did, and it just I keeps re- getting weirder. I had a very low key day. Like you know, I, I I got the turkey ready to go on the smoker tomorrow. I cleaned the smoker. You know, I got nice nice chill pre Thanksgiving day. I, I need to <laughs> match your energy because right now I feel like the I feel like I'm bringing the energy down. I'm about to have to get some caffeine in my beer. I, yeah, maybe, yeah, beer and coffee at once. Can you do it? I don't know, like, because we've been at this since soon. I, poor Bo, walked into a conversation pre-show about a guy getting stabbed by an octopus. Ten minutes. So, that was ten minutes. There was a lot to say. So <laughs> we had a lot to say about that. <laughs> yeah, ten I, I, ten minutes wasn't enough. Like, we were just getting warmed up. I, <sighs> this is, like, this is what we need to, like, I we always... You know, when, when working on this material, Bo, that's what you need is you just, if you have one of those days, you realize we're both in that mood. Like, scratch everything, and you just have, like, five or six keywords. You just toss it out there and see what we do. 
Because we'll jump on those landmines. Yeah, but see, you guys are so random. Coming up with those words before the conversation is kind of impossible. It is, but that I trust you, and <laughs> I don't think there's anything, any word out there that you can't throw out there that the two of us couldn't go, oh, yeah, I got to tell you something about that. It's true. That's you can fair. pick anything. That's, yeah, well, for the life of me... When I'm, we I'm, run out of content in the offseason, <laughs> this is what you're going to get as everyone hits unsubscribe the day after the Super Bowl. For the life of me, I, I couldn't have in a million years come up with an octopus that steals a knife and stabs somebody with it. Could have gone there. That's not, that's not something you see in SpongeBob SquarePants. I know, but you could have said, like, ocean, and I could have got there. So. <laughs> okay. I, and the, and the, the more you talk about it, I definitely now want to open up my own college and just make that the logo. Okay. Alright, let's try this. Aaron Nola, what is that what does that do? Anything? Anything? Aaron Nola? Crawfish. Crawfish. Yeah. Yeah, because Nola he's likes from New Louisiana. Oh. Yeah. Nola. He's no he's N-O-L-A. from LA. Yeah. No, he really is from Louisiana. Um <laughs> Baton Rouge specifically. Um, and apparently he really likes crawfish, but he's come a long way. He's assimilated into Northern culture. He now apparently travels with like some kind of artisanal coffee kit, I'm told. So, you know, he's assimilating, which is why he resigned there instead of going to Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. It'd be a light. It'd be a light uh, coffee. Yeah. I don't really understand the appeal of crawfish. Like, you know, oh, for like boy. six more bucks, you could buy a lobster. It depends how many crawfish yeah, you you're get buying. more crawfish. Yeah, you get more crawfish. Like I've been to some crawfish boys where you can you drive you park in the car and you can hear them whining because they're boiling and cooking. Mm. Fresh crawfish. Guys, you're making me hungry now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I could go for a nice little like New Orleans. Like crawfish, like I could, I could boil, you know, I, like toss some sausage and some corn, yes. and you know, you know, just, you know. Ooh. Yeah, and I'm getting new potatoes. Yeah, some yeah. potatoes. Okay, this there is you good. go, both. See, this is good. Anything. I just need to, I just need to carry over this appetite into tomorrow because you know it's a, it's a 14 pound turkey, and not a lot of people are coming, but that was the smallest one I could find. Yeah, I could. I think the one that I got was 15 pounds, and I that was the smallest thing on offer. See, I was I would have something like twelve pounds. I got fourteen and a half, actually fourteen and a half because that was the smallest one I could find. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know. Do they think that? I don't know. You have like one, two, three, four adults and three children attending Thanksgiving tomorrow, and there's like maybe three people who are going to actually eat the turkey. Like, there's no way that they're eating fourteen pounds of turkey. What am I supposed to do with the rest of the turkey? Invest in freezer bags. The vacuum seal thing. I don't I don't know. I don't want to. Like I'll just buy more turkey if I want to eat turkey again. Like I the leftovers don't even get me started on that. Maybe the um, local food bank will take it. You give cooked meat to a food I don't think you can do that. I, you may not be I just able to don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to be helpful with it. I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you. And I don't think you're supposed to give it to a dog. So we're out there as well. Um, You are not. No. Anyway, sports. Uh, (laughs) Sports. It's going to be... Just just bear with us this week, guys. It's going to be a lot of this. We're (laughs) getting off on tangents (laughs) on something completely different. 
okay. But that's okay. This is what you want to, while cooking, right now, folks, while you're sitting there cooking your turkey, or if you've eaten all that turkey, this is what you need. Okay? This is what you, you don't need to hear about the Mets hiring John Gibbons. Nobody cares. The Mets don't even care. I still, you, this is on you, though. You, you got to find this stat for me, Irby, Mr. Statman. I need to know the, the major league record for bench coach ejections in a season. I need that information. Now that John Five, Gibbons 2024, John Gibbons. Well, we already know that, but I would like to know when he's going to break it. At what point in April he's going to break this record? I would like to know. I feel like Don Zimmer is probably going to end up being the answer here. Wouldn't surprise me. Somebody find out there's there's got to be like a retro sheet for this. That's where we found that list of reasons for ejections. <laughs> okay. See, normally I would say, oh, you're going to make me go through the whole thing, but there's part of me wants to go, oh, can I go through the whole thing? Oh, I went through that whole retro sheet list for all the ejections starting in like the year 1904 or something. It was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> Okay, let's let's get into baseball before we completely lose track of the show. Uh, so, starting with Aaron Nola, we just we, we, we briefly mentioned him in some weird crawfish conversation, uh, but he is Smith. He's going back to Philly, seven years, one seventy two, gets a full no trade clause. All of this seems about right to me. Like like the, like nothing is raising any alarm bells. You know, the the Phillies absolutely should have brought him back. Contract seems seems appropriate. No trade clauses in there for a reason. Let's see if he ever has to waive it. But what do you think? Yeah, no, this makes a lot of sense to me. I think, I mean, he left a little money on the table, sure, but he's getting plenty. I, I think the dollar amount was a little bit higher than what a lot of people were projecting for him. And I think that, you know, he likes it there. He's settled there. So I don't know why you would move. There was certainly a lot of talk that, oh, he's going to go to Atlanta because he's from the South. And it's like, well, I... I think he's fully assimilated into Philadelphia culture now, so I can see why. If you think this is where you're comfortable, where you've been, they need him, he needs them, makes perfect sense to me. Irby, how about you? I yeah, this is one. As soon as I saw the news come across, it was just kind of that that nod of approval. Like, yep, yep, this makes sense. This makes sense for both parties. Uh, I mean, Philly is is there in the window. The window is open. Uh, and it's not closing anytime soon. They've got the team there. We, I mean, there was a looked like for a good part of October that they had the team this year. So, yeah, this is a huge piece of getting this team back to uh, back in there. And I, I, I mean, I said it to you guys then, and and I'll, I'll say it again. I'm I'm very excited. That, I know that we've just started the season, but but this is definitely leading up to some fun uh, Philadelphia Atlanta uh, head to heads here because that is too. Two good teams that are getting better, so they're exciting and yeah, this just—I mean—it's one of those. It's just—it makes sense. We 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 harp on the, the negative sometimes. So many times that we see a trade, we see a trade, or we see a free, especially a free agent signing, and we're going, "What? Why that crap? Would y'all hand out money for him? Like, what is going on here?" And then there's these, and they don't get enough love. Where it's just kind of like I hate saying that. Like, there's not much to say. It's like, no, this makes sense. This is. This is great, you know, and, and even some of the other guys down, you know, it, it, say below, just but but it, it really is. Some of the pitchers like Sonny Gray and Jordan Montgomery are loving it too because now it kind of set that benchmark of, okay, now we know what we're looking at. And not saying we're going to see dominoes move a whole lot quicker, but this is a great start um, for, for here. So good job, Philly, and happy for Nola. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy for both of them. Uh, this just makes absolutely perfect sense. All right, let's get to that next tier. 
Samantha, Lance Lynn, and Kyle Gibson both go to the Cardinals. They both get club options for 2025. Lance Lynn's getting $10 million. Kyle Gibson's getting $12 million. I think the only thing that really kind of piqued my interest is why was Kyle Gibson worth $2 million more than Lance Lynn? Is it the innings? The number of innings he eats? Listen, Lance Lynn just wants things to make sense again, okay? Like, I mean, he's been to the White Sox. He's been all over the place. It's been terrible for him. He probably didn't care. He was probably like, whatever. Pay me whatever. I just want to go back to the Cardinals where the world makes sense again. So I could see him not being super picky at that point. But, yeah, I think it's the innings probably. I also think it's going to be interesting to see what else they do because it's like, is this your solution? Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson? Like, that, that is not going to fix the pitching problems that you have. So if that's your three, four, okay, great. Um, if you're just looking for people to eat innings, okay, great. But I, I'm kind of waiting to see what the next move is because there's got to be somebody who slots in front of them as well. Right. Yeah. That, that, that was another thing, Irby, that I thought right off the bat too, is like, that's <laughs> clearly not going to fix your problem. I know this is, you know, we, we joked about this bow and, you know, and it's kind of, this is like 2000, was it 2019 Rangers here. All right. You got Lynn. Yeah. yeah Gibson, you gotta go. Where's Mike Miner? Like, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, it's inning eaters. Like I, I, I get, I mean, I get it from that standpoint of if you're, you're, you're getting innings eating. I mean, that is it. Um, and that's what you're going to get out of these two is, is they're going to go out there, they're going to give up runs, they're going to give up base runners, uh, but they are going to eat innings. And if it's not a terrible thing when you are developing. So if you have these things, you've got these two guys that you know you can send out there, and some days they're going to go three innings, but for the most part, they're going to give you five, six innings. And that gives your young talent around, your young pitchers around, that keeps their innings down. So outside of that, no, this is not, you know, the, the Cardinals aren't going to win anything. It it does make sense from the standpoint of the, the short-term deal so that if Lynn or Gibson are getting the job done and the Cardinals are out of the race come July, you can make a trade and you can build from there. I mean, that's what we I mean, I joked about it with the Rangers, but that's exactly what Texas did with both guys. So I not the worst thing in the world, but it's – it's not going to – like, this isn't the solution, but also the Cardinals aren't close right now, and we, we saw that <laughs> very pointedly this season. The Cardinals are not close. No, no. In fact, Samantha, they, they could sign Yamamoto and Imanaga and still not be there at this point. Like, like I – it, it, this this kind of feels like like you know so uh, like maybe even this is why it happens so early. It's like it's, it's a team that just knows it's not going to be quite there yet, but it's, it's trying to fill its innings. So he goes out and gets a couple of veterans in there. Yeah, I, I think that's a distinct possibility here. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Well, let's talk about some that haven't signed yet. Let's let's uh, let's stick with the pitchers just so we can be you know nice and smooth here. Uh, Blake Snell, Sonny Gray, Jordan Montgomery, Samantha. Is Blake Snell like the clear like like, like the, of those three like the clear like the big fish? And Sonny Gray and Jordan Montgomery are coming, coming, kind of falling in behind him. Yeah, I mean, the debate was Nola and Snell, right? And I think mostly we were putting Snell right. even ahead of Nola. And then Nola, you know, those do get done quicker often when they're just going right back to their old team. Snell, I'm going to go ahead and assume, does not want to go back to the Padres. 
<laughs> so he Could they and his, his love, yeah, um, he and his lovely pack of dogs. Um, but yeah, I he's to me far and away the, the best thing, other than Otani, obviously left on the pitching market. He's definitely a significant step above Monty, who you know obviously was a hero in the postseason, but is was probably a bit out over his skis and Sonny Gray, who's a head case. Yeah. So I wouldn't touch that one with a 10 foot pole. Yeah. You know, I was, I was going to ask you about Montgomery before I got to Irby, because obviously Irby and I might be a little biased on this one. Uh, what, what exactly is the thoughts on Montgomery? Cause he did have one hell of a postseason. Um, and down the stretch, it wasn't even just that he, he kind of carried over his last couple of weeks from the regular season into the postseason. Um, which was obviously fantastic. The Rangers don't win the World Series without him. How how many dollars did he? How many zeros did he add to his asking price with that with that stretch drive run? So I think that teams have gotten smarter about not paying for previous postseason performance, as well as not paying for previous performance at all. Like we used to sign contracts based purely on what you had done, and we've gotten so much better at signing contracts based on what we think you're going to do and particularly with regard to postseason I mean is that one of those things where do you give the guy the extra I don't know five mil over your competitor because you think hey this guy really held it together well and showed up big in the postseason sure but do you actually really go above your asking price for that no for one thing what did we learn last year? We don't know who the hell is going to be in the World Series, right? So right. you don't want to, you're not paying for that, right? And you're also not assuming that a guy like that is necessarily going to repeat that kind of performance because we've seen too many instances where it doesn't happen. doesn't mean he can, and it doesn't mean that's not valuable. It's just that I don't think you base a contract on that anymore. And I think we sort of as a sport and in terms of the way that we project these things, I've gotten a lot smarter about what the fact that what you should pay someone for is what you expect them to do and not what they have done in the past. And postseason performance would be among the more volatile of those things because you don't even know if you're going to get there. You don't even know if he's going to get there. So, you know, yeah, you meant, you mentioned like the extra five million, maybe the extra 10 million to, to get past a competitor. This this market for Montgomery, it seems to me it's going to be the team that offers him that sixth year guaranteed. Right, he'll, he'll get a lot of fours. He'll get a lot of five, fives, maybe. Uh, that fifth year could be an option year. It's the team that offers him that sixth guaranteed year, Samantha. I think that's the one he's going to end up taking. Yeah, I think that's valid. I mean, it's uh, the pitching market is obviously more flush this year than the hitting market, which is abysmal. So that does depress the value a little bit. But I also think that, like, I mean, is there a team out there that doesn't need Jordan Montgomery? That if money were no object, is there a team out there that's like, nah, we're good? No, yeah. there isn't. Everybody needs starting pitching. There isn't enough of it to go around. So as long as they're, I mean, <laughs> in a way, that's true. Uh, <laughs> even though they are down flakes now. But, I mean, I just, who among us? Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think that, you know, ultimately, if everyone's price is inflated, not perhaps so much as what we're going to see on the hitters market, but just because everyone needs pitching, then yeah, it 
in this case, because we're not trying to break any records here, right? So mm -hmm. it's not about AAV. It's about job security. Right. So, and how, how old is Jordan Montgomery now? He'll, he'll be 31 opening day. Okay, yeah. so six years would be a stupid thing to do, but someone will do it. That yeah. would be stupid, and somebody's going to do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think for Montgomery, I don't. I, five years sounds about right. Four, if you can get him to sign it. Um, yeah, I mean, if you kicked up the AV, or if you had mutual options beyond that, I, I could see it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, at what point? Yeah, are, is he looking for that security? And he'll probably get it. It'll be stupid, and someone will do it anyway. He does have a nice, smooth delivery. I don't get a lot of Tommy John feel from him. So no, no. I'm thinking more just general wear and tear and how many people are still effective as a, a major league starter at age 37. Very few. So Yeah, fair. That's fair enough. All right, Irby, how about you? Where are we at with these pitchers from Blake Snell to Sonny Gray to Jordan Montgomery? Um, well, I'll, I'm going to focus on two of them because I'm the same as Smith. I'll pass on Sonny Gray. I, I mean, sure, sure yes, you get some. Yeah, you get. I mean, look, he's not horrible. There's much worse you can do, but it's it's in this this category of guys you have here. I mean, it's like he's a good innings eater. Is that like that's not exactly something that gets you all excited and everything? So, yeah, Blake Snell's the big piece here. Um, I. Not much more I could say. That Jordan Montgomery, sure. I mean, yeah, I'm, I, the fanboy wants to come out and like run it back. Let's get this done. I, I'm with you, Bo. I think if someone drops that six year that gets it done, um, I, I will be very interested to see Montgomery of where what his priorities are. If Texas doesn't win the World Series right now, there's a higher chance that he comes back and wants to be a part of that. Because of Mike Maddox, he's had success at multiple stops yeah. with Mike Maddox, and and has a built a pretty good relationship with Jonah Heim. But right here's the interesting thing: like like here it is. What 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 becomes the priority? That big paycheck, being with the being with guys that you've been comfortable with, you've had success. It'd be very interesting to see how that plays out. Um, because this is as we've seen, and it, and it might very well have been the Nola situation where. I think we've seen an increase of this too of of athletes of of free agents who talk to the agents saying, "I want to be at this place. I will stay out of it. You do your thing and get the best deal. Get me the most money. Whatever you have to do. But this is at the end of the day. I want to be here. So is that a Montgomery situation here, or is he going to go to the highest bidder? Real curious to see how that plays out. Um, five years is probably the ideal. The 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 other one too. You you have those names. The ones that I'm also very intrigued to see how they play out. Are the the injured arms the Shohei Otani? Yeah, Brandon, like Brandon Woodruff. Yeah, oh and, and Brandon Woodruff. That's the other one. Yes, that's the one. There. It's like I'm very <laughs> intrigued to see how this stuff plays out because it. I, 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 who knows what kind of a deal? Like, like there is a plethora of a range here of offering multi-year with you know, with team opouts after one, two years. Like, this is – I'm very intrigued because both players on the pitching side, okay, I'm, I'm staying with the pitching because Otani's in the stock. Both could never be an effective pitcher again. And both, within two years, could be the ace that's leading you through October. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I agree. That's it, it's. I'm intrigued as well. Um that, that was that's going to be a while though, isn't it, Samantha? Like, I mean, we've got to get through the Atani market. We got to we got to get these big free agents signed. This sounds like that sounds like a January 
mid-January, early February type move because they're obviously not going to be ready for spring training anyway. Well, I think with Woodruff specifically, like, I mean, throw Otani out of the conversation because, like, you know what you're paying for, you know, right. and yeah. you're getting something else. Like, say he never pitches again, then yes, it's a bad contract, but you are getting something out of that. So Woodruff's not going to pitch at all in 2024, right? So you're basically giving what I would think would be probably a three-year contract, but you really only want to pay two years' worth of money because one of these years is going to be your rehab year, and Irby, as you pointed out, we don't know. We don't know if he's ever going to be effective again. And unlike Otani, he has no value if he can't pitch. So that's a tough one. I mean, I would think you would definitely be taking a bath on it because why on earth would you pay for a guy who's not going to pitch at all this coming year, even if you fully, even if you fully believe he can be restored to the same level he was at before? Like, that level was never the best pitcher in Major League Baseball. Just start there, right? Like, (laughs) not even close. Good pitcher, yes, absolutely. But elite, probably not. And you're going to eat a year, right? So I wouldn't be interested in paying much at all for that because you're taking a huge, huge risk. I I mean, I wouldn't touch it. If I were the GM, I would not touch that. Absolutely not. (laughs) I'm with you. It's a shoulder. I don't mess with a shoulder. Right? You know, no you, way. You, you no get, way. You, you get Tommy John, that's a brand new elbow in, 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 yeah. in your pitching arm. You, you, you start putting a knife on a shoulder, the knives don't stop. So, no. I'm not yeah, t- I, don't, I, mean, I don't touch shoulder injuries. I refuse. Uh-uh. I'm not, Bo, not, you, Bo, you sound like an octopus there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and we're sorry. back to this. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, not sorry. How long did that take? Like twenty minutes? I don't know. We lasted. We lasted a long time. We lasted a long time before we got back there. <laughs> but still, it's 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 true. I, I like you know when it yes. comes to shoulders, Irby, and it comes to those shoulder injuries. Like the 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 number of players that come back from that are very very small in comparison to the career enders that that shoulders tend to be. Oh yeah, no, no, you're a hundred percent. This is not I. I and, and thank you for making that point because this is totally different. And I, and I wonder if Woodruff, if the, the contracts are not, the offers are not going to be there. I, I would be shocked if there's something there come February, if yeah. somebody's there waiting to go, here you go, three-year deal. Mm-hmm. This is this is a sit and wait. This is a, what have we, we've seen this before. This is an August. All of a sudden we're going to get news of Woodruff's holding a, uh, yeah, a, a, a workout yeah, and a bunch a of scouts are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... <laughs> That, that's what you're going to see, um, and then you're going to see somebody potentially sign him to a minor league deal near near the end of the season. I, I maybe. I mean, that, that's that's that is best case for him of basically. Don't worry about. I mean, you're sitting out a year. You are in complete recovery mode, and you're a complete building up. And you're just. I mean, it, it's 2025 is on your radar. 2024 does not exist. It is the skip year for you. 2025 is what you're thinking of. And that's where I, I mean, we, we joked about it and we laughed about it, but the, the Brewers did the right thing. I mean, it's sorry yeah, and yeah, sure. you're wonderful, but but at the end of the day, it is a business and, and you're not bringing any value to anything right now. I mean, well, and it's bad luck a little bit for him, right? Because yes, if the Brewers yes. were not in the position they're in now where they're going into a soft rebuild, then probably you eat that year. You just eat it. To keep that guy around because you figure it's probably going to be worth it. But the way you're going right now, like, I mean, like you said, I need to say it. I feel bad for the guy, but it's the right call. It's the right call for where you are at in your competitive cycle. 
they still might. You know, they, they, you can obviously bring him in on a minor league deal next year. Sure. You sure. Know, mm-hmm. pay, pay him. Pay him. You know, he, he's made he's made some money. It's not like he's he's a, he's a minor leaguer coming up that got hurt. He's made some money, right? So you can sign him to a minor league deal, follow him throughout the summer next year, and see when he picks up a baseball again. You could do that. Well, and they may have had that conversation with him. Sure. You know, it's entirely possible that they had that. I mean, maybe he's mad. I mean, there's a part of me that would probably be oh, mad I'd be furious. if that happened to me. <laughs> I don't know that I would want to go and offer my services back to somebody who didn't want to pay one year for me to get healthy. But at the same time, can you really blame them? No. Well, no, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm, I'm like hankering to get back there as soon as I'm healthy again. It might, you know, be offering up my, my services to, to somebody who, at the very least, has not already <laughs> put me out of work for a year. <laughs> Maybe this is like one like a big elaborate ruse just for him to get out of, of, of Milwaukee. You know, he, he's... I he's, mean, wow. you know, <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm going to get myself in trouble again. <laughs> Okay. Obviously, I'm joking. Guys, calm down. Don't, don't don't smack my Twitter feed with whatever the hell you're going to smack it with. No, I'm calm. I'm I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> Anything else on these pictures, Irby? Before we move on to the hitters. Uh, no, just I mean, yeah, it's, we've seen this market before where it's like this um, that the pitchers over the hitters, and so it'll be interesting. And I'm, I mean, it's, you're you're in a great position with the Snells, Montgomerys, and Grays, and. And Nola has kind of set that benchmark in different ways for for the three of them. So, uh, be fun to watch. And don't don't forget the uh, the trade targets out there too. I mean, we're already here in Tampa and want to move on from Tyler Glass now because you know he's pitching well. So they need to move on. Well, they're about to have to pay him. Like, yeah, exactly. I know. I know that's the reason, but it's more fun to say, <laughs> "Hey, he's doing well, so we got to get rid of this guy." <laughs> t- hey, when we talk about the trade market here, right, when we get to the winter meetings, that's going to be one of the the big fish to talk about. I don't think he gets moved until until late December, early January, but he'll get moved. Uh, but Samantha, let's talk hitters now. I'm well aware, everyone, the Shohei Otani can also pitch. I'm not. I'm not making a statement here, although a second Tommy John. Doesn't exactly give me optimism for his the like like all of his thirties being a pitcher and a hitter, but that's a conversation for another time. Right now, we're talking him as a hitter because he's only going to be a hitter in twenty twenty four. Samantha, obviously, we really don't have much uh, with with Atani and, and you know, both him and his agents. I think did the right thing coming out, getting in front of it, and saying we want this to be secret. If details spill out, we're going to hold it against you, which is fascinating to me that no other free agents ever done that. We've had big every year has got the big fish, right? The big kahuna every year. We never hear a statement like that. So I'm curious when I there's just nothing we know. So all that all the talking as even us right here, like we can only speculate on what we think he will do. Because if someone's leaking it, then guess what? They're not going to get him. Of course, someone leaked the fact that they were told that if you leak it, that's, you're not you know going to get that's it. That's a good point. I, think so, <laughs> I mean, I actually, I don't think this is a great look at all. Um, this, like, I, I don't like going into a player, going into a negotiation and effectively making a threat. If you talk, well, guess what, guys? That's their job. Um, so I don't know what it exactly it is that you're trying to prevent here other than it being a circus. Well, like, guess what, man? It's a circus. Like, and you are going to be the, you know, 
hundreds of millions of dollars beneficiary of that. So I think the whole thing is a little bit obnoxious. Um, I mean, I get it from the perspective of like, you don't want people doing like, well, for example, what my fellow Cleveland fans do, where they like track your plane um, and, and figure out where you're shopping for a house. Like, I get it. Like he wants to protect his privacy. And I understand that part of it. Although, dude, tell us what the dog's name is. You can tell us about the dog. Yes. It's okay to talk about the dog. You don't have to say anything about your significant other or your friends or where you live. But tell us about the freaking dog. Come on, man. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny like, if his name's that- Trout? <laughs> if his name's Trout. <laughs> oh, man. There, there's a theory floating around that that dog's name is Decoy, but then somebody suggested that that might be the breeder. So, anyway, <laughs> just tell us the dog's name. Like, come on, man. But, yeah, I don't know. There's, like, a point where I think secretiveness stops making sense and starts just becoming obnoxious. But guess what, guys? None of this is going to matter because Otani's awesome and everybody wants him anyway. And everybody's going to cooperate, even if it's stupid and ridiculous and feels like posturing. And we still love Otani. And Otani is still going to get half a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. So it probably doesn't really matter. I, I find it a little bit hard to believe that, like, they're going to go and, like, be detectives and be like, which one eats this? Like, <laughs> dude, like, relax, man. Just relax. Like, oh, this is absurd. Uh, well, okay. So how about we go this angle? Because we don't know. Nobody knows. And if they, t- if they tell you that they, that they think they know, they don't know anything. Okay. Yes, that's definitely true. Right. So, yes. so, 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 why don't we take this route with it? Okay, you, you look at, at at baseball. Every baseball team, Shohei Itani is on the want list of every major league team. Even Seattle. I know they're out, but come on, they're like they're talking about giving up really quickly. <laughs> Seattle. Um, everyone would want Shohei Itani on their team. I'm looking at at the league, and I'm looking at some of these contenders that have been mentioned. I only see one, Samantha, that actually needs him. Like, truly, truly needs Shoei Itani, and that's the Dodgers. They've got the money. And talk, forget all the geography talk. I don't care about that, but it is also West Coast. It's a West Coast team. They, they win the division pretty much every year, although I think Arizona's going to have something to say about that over the next handful of years, right? But they check all the boxes that Shohei Atani seems to want, and he wouldn't have to move, right? He's already, he's already set up in L.A., right? But the Dodgers are the one team. You look at the roster. You look at what's at stake. What they really need is Shohei Atani. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a combination of, like, who actually truly needs this person as opposed to just, yeah, everybody needs a hitter slash, a hitter slash pitcher slash whatever slash Otani. Everybody needs an Otani, right? So mm-hmm. the Dodgers actually have, I think, a more specific need for him, and they can actually pay him. And the geography does matter. I will absolutely get into that because it does. It matters. This guy could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Like he's not going to go to some place where he doesn't feel comfortable or where he's not interested in living for the next ten years. Like he's not going to do that because he doesn't have to. So the geography matters very much. I don't see him going anywhere that's not on a coast. Um, I, the Cubs, maybe, maybe. I think that's a long shot. I don't even know if I think it makes sense to them. But that's the thing. It does like I just like, well, I would have. Yeah. See, I would say the same thing. But do the Cubs know that the Cubs? So 
I know. So, you know, I know I'd, I'd like to believe that Jed Hoyer could rein it in a little bit in that way. Like, why don't you just resign Cody Bellinger, man? Like, I, but more on that in a minute. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, to me, this is the Dodgers. That's the thing that makes sense, which probably means he's going to end up somewhere weird that makes no sense. But yeah, if we're, if we're going by logic, it's the Dodgers, right? And then if you're not looking at the Dodgers, then you're going like, what's the weird quirky thing that would happen that could still technically make sense? And then it's the Giants. And don't count out the Mets. I think the Yankees are out. But the Mets are not because the Mets are never out because Steve Cohen is crazy and he has a gazillion dollars and he wants a tiny because of course he does. <laughs> He's also still paying Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander's contract for next year's. Why let that stop you? That makes perfect sense. Why let that stop you? That makes perfect sense, you know? (laughs) And then that that is not how Steve works. (laughs) Of course not. Steve is going to bankrupt himself getting a World Series (laughs) back to Queens. Oh, boy. All right, Irby, what are your thoughts here on, on, on Mr. Otani? That that would be the ultimate Cohen thing is if he finally buys himself a World Series and at at the celebration they're handing that some repo guy comes up and just hands it. Oh yeah, sorry, I owe it to this uh, this loan shark over here and <laughs> he can't even afford it. Um, Otani. Well, I mean, oh, okay. So I'll be you know I'll do the series first. I've been Giants. I've been Giants for thirteen months since we we talked about this last year, um, knowing that it was going into the final season. And everything. I, I still think Giants, and I'm gonna stick with it. I. The, the Dodgers won, Bo, you make a great point. It absolutely makes sense, um, and, and, it's, and it wouldn't shock anybody if that's where this ends up. Uh, the, you know, there's been the talk of Seattle. I don't see it coming. I, I agree. I think it stays on the West Coast there, so that's why I'm, I think it's down to Dodgers-Giants. Uh, seeing what Arizona did, and I'm not talking about the trade today, but seeing what Arizona did during the season, seeing that they're doing it with young talent. They've got some more coming up as well. Like, you know these guys are going to be there. They're going to be a headache. So Giants-Dodgers, do what you do well and spend some money. The Giants haven't done that semi-recently, so that's why I, I just I see that's that's where I'm seeing it happening. But other than that, um, I, I will put the dark horse out there. Don't rule out the uh, whatever, I don't know if we're changing names or anything, but the Vegas Athletics and Shohei doesn't actually get a contract. He gets a uh, casino. Don't rule it out. Well, I mean that's. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if Vegas would give him the sphere. There you get well. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, gotta, gotta make some money off that thing at some point. No, one would think. I mean, I'm not going to Vegas. Although <laughs> I love that sphere, not going to Vegas. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, all right. So. The hitters following uh, Atani are, are Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, and Jorge Soler. Samantha, obviously Cody Bellinger would be the top of my list of those three, unless I needed a third baseman. Then, of course, I'm going Matt Chapman. But what are your thoughts here on these hitters? I mean, it's 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 a weak market. They're probably going to get a little bit more than they would normally get because everyone still needs to get that bat. Yeah, I mean, look, every one of these is going to be an overpay. So, it depends on, you know, it's, I've said it a million times, if it's what you need, you're not really overpaying. But according to market value, you're going to overpay. So that's, I think, what you have to know going in is who, it's, who are you willing to overpay for? Like, who, who do you need badly enough? Who do you think is going to make enough of a difference to you that you're willing to just eat it because it's a seller's market? So 
to me, yes, it's Cody Bellinger, no doubt. Um, I think that there is some question for me about the fact that you're being asked to pay for a power hitter, and that's not really who he is anymore. And I think it's cool that he basically figured out that he was not that person anymore. And that coming back from an injury, he needed to make some adjustments and he turned himself into a very effective contact hitter. But guess what? Those guys don't get paid the same way. And, you know, he's a Boris guy, I believe. And they are looking to have him paid like the power hitter that he once was and probably isn't going to be again. So, I, you know, 10 years is a lot for a guy like this. And I think they're probably going to get it from somebody, which is too rich for my blood. Um, I, I would prefer him to the other two unless, like you said, you know, if you're looking for the problem with Chapman is streaky, right? Like, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I mean, he'd be a nice ad if you were looking for really stellar defense at third base and you had a good enough offense already that you could be, that you're basically able to like eat the cold streaks, but it's not for me. Um, and Solaire, to me, is going to be so overpriced compared to what he really has to offer that I'm just not interested. So I guess if I'm willing to just overspend, I will take Cody Bellinger. But, man, I would sure have something to say about that that reported 10 years that they're seeking. That is just brutal, man. <laughs> yeah. Irby Smith was telling me about that on Sunday, and I still can't believe it three days later. Like, that's absurd. I <laughs> Why would you think yeah. that you would get that even even in an overpay market like we have right here for hitters? Even in that, Irby, they're not getting close to that. Like, are, you, are you trying to convince me? Because you're not going to. Like, I yes, I'm not saying <laughs> that, and I'm so thankful that my team is not in a market to go do this because I think somebody will. Maybe it won't end up being ten, but they'll get eight. Oh God, somebody will eight? get Cody Bellinger eight. Somebody will get Cody Bellinger. Eight. Oh, I think they'll get ten. I think they're you think, they're you think you'll get the whole 10? There yep. you go. See, I, I'm, yeah. not, I'm, I'm not going over four guaranteed. I'll toss on a couple of club options there. but Oh, neither am I, but someone will. I'm not going over four. It. No, and it's because it. of the market. Like, like mm-hmm. you guys, you said it so well of, of the market. This is a market where I sit down. Okay, y'all ready? I sit down, folks. Everyone listening, sit down because you listened to our show last week. You know who's getting overpaid? Tim Anderson. <laughs> Oh God! No. You laugh, Bo, but you the know angels. it's going to happen. Angels, yeah, the, hey, angels, you know do, it. do it. Let the angels do it. You know, I, I love Wash. Forty-eight million dollars to them. I love Wash, but I hate that team. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, but that is the problem. I mean, because it is. I, I I was doing it this morning, actually going up and down, um, just all the free agents and stuff, and it was. I, I, I had to, you know, I mean, I had a stomach ache after watching, reading up and down the infield. My gosh. It's, it's Chapman. I mean, after after Chapman, is, although I say that, you know, to your point, what you were making about the Matt Chapman thing, in that situation, the team that would, the ideal situation there where you would eat the cold streaks and everything, I would almost say it would be smarter than to save a buck and get Candelaro <laughs> instead of Chapman yeah, in that situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, might as well just do that and save forty million dollars. Oh, they get paid. <laughs> yeah, but yes, this is a it, it is it is golly, it is fun and terrible just to look up and down this thing and be like, wow, you're gonna get paid, you're gonna get paid because there isn't anything out there, and it's I, I and I say nothing. There are a handful of good bats. There's um, for the teams that are close for the, for the teams that were competing and need those veteran bats. 
there there's there's great options. There are some solid veteran bats out there that that are going to be sprinkled in on some teams and the you know your fourth outfielder, your backup infielder, things like that. Do but not I, say Daniel Vogelbach. Do not do it. No. Probably going to get overpaid. I, I, I'm still working on how can we get him and Rowdy Telez and Framil Reyes all on the same team. Is that possible? And Williams Acevedo. Yes, and Williams. Yeah. Is it possible to get all those guys on the same team? That would be too much fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's it is it is like Bo. I mean, we talked about it. It's not a great market. There, there are some good names in there. I mean, T. Oscar Hernandez was another one that I would just toss out. That this is not a bad player to add, but. See Oscar Hernandez, and then I'm going to throw the Tim Anderson in there again. When we see where they sign and for how much, we're going to sit here. We're all going to be communicating with each other going, wow. Oh, that's bad. But you have to do it because they're not there. And if you're one bat away, if you're two bats away, um, you're going to overpay. And and that's what's so interesting, and it, and it goes back to, and this is where I can – pridefully just stick my chest out a little bit more two years ago when the Rangers did the craziest thing and gave a half a billion dollars to Simeon and Seager looking pretty good right now. And, and it's not there this year because that's why you did it. Right. You did it then yep. because you looked at what was coming ahead yep. and that's what good front offices do. And it's not just hitting, but it's pitching as well. And so there are a couple teams and we'll get into it when we get to February and March and we see where these, with all these ducks land, where we see everything land, there will be at least one, probably two teams that needed a bat and didn't get a bat because they didn't plan well, they don't have the uh, the stock in the pro- uh, prospects, and they don't trade well. Multiple stupid decisions or multiple contradicting decisions made in the front office, and you <clears throat> won't set yourself up for success. And that's where, as we see it too many times, the window is opening and you close it yourself. And a market like this is exactly what can do it. Because there are a couple teams out there who need one bat. And they can't do it because it's not there. No. No, it's not. Well, maybe maybe we're going to get the, the, you know, get, get the bat across the pond. Because we have some imports to talk about, Samantha. We've got uh, pitchers, uh, Yoshinobu. Yamamoto, he's coming from Nippon. Uh, Shota Imanaga also coming from Nippon. And you've got the hitter, uh, Young-Hoo Lee, who is going to be coming from um, the KBO League. So let's start with the pitchers. Yamamoto is obviously the the one talked about in terms of, like, the big fish in this group. Uh, I'm a little concerned, though, because you hear about about the workload, you hear about the pitches thrown through 138 pitches his last start in the playoffs in the, in the, in the Japanese league. Um, I'm a little concerned about his elbow. I'm concerned about that workload, which, I, which it's really a concern with, with all players coming from either, either KBO or Nippon, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think especially in this instance, because we know, right. We know exactly what that workload looks like. I mean, it's, right. they understand that we're plucking out, one start, and then it made headlines because it was an absurd, like, cartoonish number or whatever, but it is probably indication of what the load management or lack thereof looked like. So, I see this a little less from KBO, but that's not really what we're looking at here for pitchers. We're talking about 
um, guys coming from the Japan League. So, okay. I, I don't like this. <laughs> Um, it makes me nervous. Um, I, I think there's there's a world where you can say that you're accepting that part of what you're paying for is two years of Tommy time. Yes. And depending what the price looks like, so you're signing, what, a six-year deal, two of those are Tommy John. If the price is okay, I guess I'm all right with that. But if I'm paying six years worth of money for a guy I'm only getting for four years, and I'm going to think about that. Like, this is not my priority. Also, it, like we said, it's a strong pitching market, right? So why am I paying your posting fee and your two years of rehab when I could just go out and get, you know, a, a pitcher who's already part of Major League Baseball? Mm -hmm. So I, it's a little bit, I think teams are wise to the fact that not everybody is a Tani. And look at a Tani. What's he doing, right? He's getting Tommy John. So... Plus. Yeah, I, I think the market for this is going to be a little bit colder than perhaps they were anticipating. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely something that, that caught my attention and not in a good way. No, 138 pitches. Irby, that's what you hear about in college baseball. And we cringe every time we hear it. Yeah, and then the Pirates go out and draft him with the first pick. Oh. Yeah, yeah. way to go, Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I... Gone are the fun days of what we've seen with this posting, and, and, and it's nothing against these individuals that are coming over here. And you know, I mean, we haven't even gotten in the bats, but we're sticking with the arms right now. And, and the issues, it almost is becoming a, a point where you want Jap you want to be the second team that gets a Japanese pitcher. Let somebody post and spend the rehab and all that, and then two years after that, you grab them. And things get a whole lot better. It's actually valid. But I, I it's, yeah, I, I, and and these are arms because we've seen this with with Japanese pitchers before. They can be very, very good. Uh, you know, I mean, you Darvish. It was supposed to be wow, this is the next greatest thing ever, and it took him a minute. Yep. To get used to it, and he did. He figured it out, and he's not a superstar, but he's a good pitcher. But he's healthy. He's a good pitcher. And I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm looking at these guys right now, and I'm going, these guys are solid. History has shown us solid means you're a fifth starter on another team five years from now. Like five years from now, we will see these names again and be like, oh, my gosh, I forgot about him. Well, that's great. That worked out for team two, not team one that gets them here. So, no, I'm a hard pass. No, thanks. I'll pick you. I'll see you in four or five years from now once we see how you've recovered from the surgery. Well, okay, so Samantha, what about uh, Imanaga? Because I've not seen anything about his workload, but he's also in he's also in the the, the Nippon Professional Baseball League. So, I mean, do, are we at a point where we have to just assume that they're throwing way too many pitches? Is it league wide or is it? Case by case. Yeah, I don't. Are they both on? Are, are we talking about the Nippon team? Are they on the Nippon Ham team? Um, I, I don't believe they were on the same team. Or they wasn't one of no. the Miyamiuri, I think. So, I, to me, that's a team to team thing. I don't know that like necessarily like everybody in NPB is being like overtaxed arm wise. Um, I, I think there's probably some of that going on, and you could look into the whole, well, if they're only going to pitch here for X number of years, and we're going to get what we can 
out of them. And as much as we want to see these guys showcase in Major League Baseball, we know that you guys are stupid enough to pay for them, even when we vote use them. So we're going to get what we can get out of them. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's sort of the prevailing attitude. And I also, I'm not sure I disagree with it. I think that might be exactly what I would do too if I were in that position. So I get it. I mean, I, I'm not saying I would ever want anyone throwing 138 pitches. But the idea that, like, hey, they're going to leave anyway, so I'm going to get what I can, that part I do get. So, all right, now we're talking about sort of the lesser of the, the two products that are coming over. And maybe that's the better pick right be. now, right? Maybe that's the better pick. If you can get somebody who has major league baseball level talent and you're paying effectively the same hosting fee but a smaller contract, then maybe that's what you want to do. Maybe you kind of split the difference a little bit and say, hey, I can get a really solid starter here with perhaps it's less injury risk, or maybe I'm just paying less for the same thing. And I don't really think they're necessarily comparable pitchers in terms of what they have to offer and in terms of pitching style. So some of it's just going to be about fit in that way. But I almost wonder if the sort of second-tier guy is the smarter pick in this situation. Is there something to what they throw? In terms of arm health, right? In terms of, of, of projecting out, you know, are they going to need Tommy John in the first couple of years that they're in the big leagues? It's not just the workload. It's it's how they spend the baseball, right? So you, you look at Imanaga, very major league pitcher-esque. Right? He's fastball, changeup, curveball, slider guy. He doesn't have a ghost fork ball. He doesn't, it's not like you, Darvish, with those eight pitches, right? This this is more of your standard baseball fastball slider guy. Is there anything to that? Oh, I think so. I mean, absolutely. Because if you think about, okay, if we think about, like, what's going to tax the arm the most, I mean, it's, I don't know. See, I, I want to say that that is the way that you would look at this, but, like, are teams really that smart? Some of them are. Some, some of are, them yeah. are. Mm-hmm. And some of them are not. Yeah. And some of them are just like, that's the shinier object. I want that one because it's shinier. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You know, I mean, I think uh, there's just mm, Yamamoto, like, okay, so that's that's control, right? Like control. Really, really exceptionally low walk, right? Mm-hmm. So right. okay. Um, that's great. That's a good reason to drive up price. But like at the same time, if you're talking about more stress pitches, if you're talking about the kind of pitcher who throws the kind of stuff that is harder on the arm, which is the situation that we're talking about here, then, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, there's another way to look at this and it's the fact that like Sengo was what 30, I think in his first year in major league baseball and Yamamoto is only 25. So, okay. You have more. I mean, the mileage on the arm is going to be comparably higher, but you also have more on the back end, right? So something to think about as well. I just, I'm concerned about the number of high stress pitches thrown and the fact also that he is quite small. He's only 5'10". So that might add some durability, but 5'10", exceptionally good major league pitchers are quite rare. I just want to put that out there. That is very, very rare. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So where, are you, where are you at here with Imanaga? Um, well, it, so first things first, uh, you guys were saying, Yamamoto uh, was a uh, Oryx Buffalo last year, and Imanaga was for, uh, pitched for the Yokohama Bay Stars. 
Yep. So both in the uh, Nippon Professional League, but neither were ham fight. Is it ham fighters? Isn't that what the the, the, the oh it, no, it's one? Nippon ham fighters. I know it sounds Nippon like ham fighters, fighters, which is funnier. But it's actually yes. Nippon ham, and then fighters is the team name. I wish they were okay. ham fighters. Please. That'd be amazing. That to be true. I know. <laughs> yes. I know. Just, just disappoints me every time I think about it. Imagine but, the concession mm-hmm. items. <laughs> Cool, like, I would, some guy with like a big ham like swinging it like it's a bat. The, the, I just the no, no, not that. No, have the actual pig ready out there. A pig ready for in a boxing mode, and then you got playing against the octopus with the knives. This is the World Series I would go to. These are the shirts I would buy. Mascot World Series. I'll yeah, go. mascot World Series. Yeah, some of ours would get killed. All right. Yeah, uh, the age difference is big. Yeah. As you guys mentioned, Imamanga is the same as like a Kode last year. He's 30 as well. But uh, just briefly looking over, yeah, his innings are actually pretty decent. Kind of, He stayed under the 160th season uh, for the last five years. Uh, so, I, I, I mean, that's, I guess that's good, right? Then that, that's kind of, and, and because of the age, because his numbers aren't as good, he won't command as much money. And it feels like that is the, um, the, the lower ceiling, but, but, I mean, it's a safer bet, right? The safer bet between these two. Because Yamamoto, yeah, this thing is, because of the age, because of the innings, all those things, this is all over the map. Um, and Yamamoto, it just feels like that is. this is another example of someone that it's the second team that gets him. Um, so, I, yeah, both players, look, wish you well, hope you well. But, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm just not. It's the, the transition from, which is essentially, like, I, I, we've said before, like, it's 4A ball, but it's really, like, AAA plus ball. It's sli- it, it's, it is better than AAA ball, but it's not that much better. And the size of the pitchers as well, I, yeah, there's just too many little things here for me to say, yes, I want to go in, all in on this. Will they have some outings that were like, wow, absolutely. Will they miss, will Yamamoto miss a season and a half because of surgery? Absolutely. You know, so... Yeah, I, I just no. I, I think I'm, um, I think I'm looking at uh, Shota is the guy I would prefer to go after just because I agree. Lower innings, less money, less of a commitment, and but but with that said, not interested. Sorry, it's not interested. Yep. <clears throat> no, I agree. Okay, let's 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 talk about Lee here before we uh, get into uh, in the into some football chatter. Uh, Yonghoo Lee uh, plays in the in the uh, in the Korean League. So, Samantha, here's my question. We, we talked about how weak the hitter market is in terms of Major League Baseball players. Out of Bellinger, Chapman, and Solaire, if we just talk about hitting, not fielding, not, not what position they'll play, you, you, you're looking at the three as just their hitting attributes. Which one are you pursuing Lee over? Would you rather have Lee than Bellinger? Would you have, rather have Lee than Chapman? Would you rather take a chance on Lee than Solaire? I definitely pick him over Solaire. I'm not sure I would over the other two. Um, I, I think that this, but I'm big on the known thing, um, and it's entirely possible that I will be wrong here. And sure. I also, I mean, I would be less, I'm less worried about this because it's a hit or not a pitcher. He's coming from KBO. I think this is much more projectable. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, his injury risk is going to be the same as anyone else's, as opposed to proportionally higher based on stress pitches size and. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and having thrown too many bitches, as Mr. Yamamoto has, so sure. 
I, this is far less risky at the same time. Give me the, the devil, you know, you know, so I think I would be more interested in Bellinger unless I just simply can't afford him because this is going to be significantly cheaper and significantly less of a commitment. So I guess it depends on that too. How much of a commitment are you really willing to make? Because you could probably get him for last year's than you would for Bellinger or Chapman. Solaire, probably a little bit more comparable in terms of what you can get on the market. You're overpaying for both. Again, I have to say it. You're overpaying no matter who they are, and that includes the fleet, too, because the hitter's market, you're going to overpay. But, like, do I really care as much about this? No, probably not, especially because it's going to be less years than I would for the top guys on the market. So, sure, I'd take a chance on this guy. Like, I'm staying away, I think, from both of the NPP pitchers for the exact reasons that Irby said he was staying away, but... Would I take a chance on a KBO hitter in a market like this if I could afford to and needed it? Yes, absolutely would. All right, Irby, same question to you. <laughs> All right, what, am I taking a gamble on him? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but over. Uh, yeah. W- yeah, w- which of these major league hitters are you not signing? Which one are you going to take a chance with Lee over? Take a chance on Lee over them? Yeah. Um. I'm, if I'm any, I'm think, yeah, no, 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 no. It's, I'm thinking through my outfield, um, <laughs> and and it's because of the position. It's because of like I sure Bellinger's going to go first, but you're getting another like solid. He's a really good defensive outfielder too. Right, five time Gold Glove um, winner over there. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't actually read anything about the arm, so I don't know anything. But I've heard of it. I've seen enough highlights of the glove plus arm. Uh, yes. Plus arm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I I guess that's because of that. Man, if you, if you this this kind of goes back to the conversation. I'm I'm reaching the back to that we were saying earlier when we were talking about third baseman. If you've got the hitters, if you've got the lineup with the pop already, then I'm okay putting this plus plus defender out there in the outfield and batting him eighth, seventh, eighth, possibly ninth. And giving him time to figure out major league pitching, because it, because of how, what kind of a hitter he is, um, the approach that he takes. You know, it's we, we saw a drop off, and I know he had some injuries last season, but they weren't anything that screams, "Oh my gosh, is there a durability issue?" No, 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 he's fine, he's fine. He just bad year, but but there was a significant power drop off, and I don't know if that was an approach thing, but. This is a this is a he's not a traditional slash hitter, but he is a gap hitter, and that's good. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, solid numbers in the KBO league, plus plus defender, plus arm. Sure, I'm I'm. This is a risk worth taking. I I've read a couple things saying like five year fifty million. I that's very reasonable, if that's what this comes down to, and um I. Because of the players involved, I know the Giants and the Yankees are both heavily involved. I, I can see that number jumping just a little bit from there. Uh, but no, this is this is a good bet because it's because it, depending on the team, like you put him on a team, you're not going to build around Lee. That, maybe that's the way. You, this isn't the piece where you're like, okay, this is what we need to build. This is the piece that you put at the bottom third of your lineup, and you have another solid defensive at, attribution here or addition. Sorry, not attribution addition. Another solid defensive addition to an already potent lineup. All right, Samantha, anything else you want to add to this? Listen, major league outfields right now are garbage. Collectively, they're garbage. That's true. Like, 
everyone needs that. Outfields are terrible, right? And I say this as somebody who has, like, one of the garbagiest garbage outfields. Like, yeah, 10, 10 year, 10, what is it, 50 million over five years, so 10 million a year? Yeah, I'd pay that. I'd pay that, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, hell, I'd, I'd, hell, I'd, hell, I'd go up to 570, you know, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Yep. All right, cool. All right, well, uh, hopefully uh, next week we'll have some more baseball news to talk about, uh, actual real news and not, you know, speculating. But that's a nice little look at the free agent market and, 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 and what we can expect over the next handful of weeks. We've got, got the winter meetings in a couple weeks, so that'll be fun. Uh, but let's talk a little football now, Samantha. Uh, we saw it again Monday night. Uh, so i got to ask you, i got to ask you this question about the Chiefs. How concerned... Should Chiefs Nation be that the wide receivers can't seem to catch the football in key moments? This is now the second loss that you contribute to a lot of drops by the Chiefs offense, especially one key one there at the end of the game. Okay, so you remember week one when they lost to Detroit and everyone was like, don't worry, don't worry. They just didn't have Travis Kelsey, but it'll be fine. Right, yeah. And you're like... Hmm. I'm looking at the rest of the people here whose job it is to catch a football. I feel like this is going to become a problem, Travis Kelsey or not. And look, it's It's become a problem. problem. (laughs) Like, I look, this is still a very good team and they are one of the best teams in the AFC. But like, I mean, concern level high as far as like, how far can you really realistically expect to get if you continue to play this way? If you have an entire offense full of people who cannot hold on to a football, that's <laughs> a critical element to this, right? Like if he throws it to you, you have to be able to catch it. So thank you for coming to my TED talk about how football works. Uh-huh. Yeah, I am concerned. I am very concerned. Yeah, it, it, you look at the rest of the AFC, the Ravens could put up points quickly. The Dolphins could put up points quickly. We saw it on Monday. The Eagles can put up points quickly. They could also stop you from scoring, but that that's neither here nor there. So yeah, Irby, I think this is a problem. If if you're the Chiefs, I mean, if everything goes great and everyone catches the ball, you're a very tough team to beat. But there's been enough cases now where I think you have to really look at this. Oh yeah, this is this is definitely an issue. Uh, I was. Monday night, a bunch of friends, we got together. We were up at the gym playing basketball, and we had the game on. And it what was it, Tony's uh, long kick return. It, it was hilarious. When he, after he broke through a handful of tackles, he's holding the ball out, and we're all screaming, like, bring that in. Get the other hand on there, because it's just – he didn't end up fumbling this time, but it's just one of those that's like you see it coming. Like, here it comes. Here it comes. He's going to – and then, yeah, the last play, I mean, my gosh, you, you don't even – I don't know. This is this is the old tight end in me coming out, uh, and and is freaking out about it. It's like you, all you had to do is catch it, catch it and hit the ground. Yeah, you didn't have to run, you didn't have to juke it, you didn't have to break a tackle. You just had to catch it, and it was in your hand. Like like, what is Mahomes? Do? You're sitting there going, I can't. I literally cannot place that right. any better for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, exactly it's right. so. I, uh, and that's the one thing. Uh, and the, the funny thing is, is catching a football, though it seems incredibly elementary here. You know, it's I, I, here we go. I've got I've got you know lollygagging in my head here. Boulder here. You, you throw the ball, you catch the ball. <laughs> it should be that simple. 
But unfortunately, in the NFL that we see today, it is not. It, this is not a, okay, we're going to be working on catching and securing a football over practice, and they will have it fixed by the end of the season. That's not how this works. It's not going to suddenly change. This is the these players, these specific players. This is an issue. You know, and, and it and it's crazy that you've got one of the best hands in your tight end and that's it. Like everyone oh my gosh, it is I, I and, and the funny thing is 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 Mahomes, because of the way he approaches, but because of how he plays, the, the, the all gas, no break approach that he has, in the past he's had no problem throwing this pass, throwing that pass, knowing that I've got hands down there that will take care of business. Mahomes is going to continue to make those passes, but at some point, he's going to start questioning, like, I can't make this pass because I don't know who's going to catch it. It probably isn't going to be my team. So, yeah, this is what this will be the undoing of the Chiefs. Uh, it, this is still a team that can win the Super Bowl, absolutely. Sure. But this is the undoing. Like, this is how it ends. And and then that is the, the tragedy of how this has been built. This is how this is going for Kansas City is that, you can't effectively run the ball all the time. You don't have receivers that can catch a football. Travis Kelsey, if he gets 20 catches a game, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Other than that, like this is – and right now it's okay because we're in the regular season, but once this switches to January, it's a whole other ball game. You're playing good teams, and you're playing teams where, as we saw Monday night, when you start making not huge mistakes, but one, two small little mistakes mm-hmm. – Teams like the Eagles will eat you alive and beat you, and that's what will get you beat in January. Yep. Soft underbelly, Achilles Hill, whichever way you want to go. Samantha, I think that's what's going on with the with the lack of ability to catch the football in Kansas City. Yep. Yep. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about something positive. Let's have some fun because in all the years that we've known each other, three of us, all the years that we've done this podcast, we get to actually watch something tomorrow that no one has seen in decades. I mean, de- and I'm not talking about Dolly Parton and the live halftime show. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Lions playing a game on Thanksgiving Day in which they are actually relevant. Let that sink in. The Lions are always like they're they're always the first game, right, Samantha? They're always the first game on Thanksgiving. That's that's just that, that's where they, they they place them because they're the throwaway game. You know, they they, they want to have that on while you're still cooking your Thanksgiving meal and getting ready for dinner, so you can put the Cowboys on in the in mid afternoon, and then you got the, the 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 prime game, or the night game Thursday night, right? That, that that's how the NFL has always scheduled this. That's how they did it this year, but the Lions are actually relevant. I, I, I can't quite get my head wrapped around that just yet. I think I will tomorrow when I watch this game. But in a nice little twist of fate, it's the Packers that are irrelevant, and the Packers are the reason why that game's probably at noon. Well, 1 o'clock Eastern. I, yeah, that's not how the scheduling for these works. But, um, sorry. But um, I do think it's interesting that we have not seen Detroit play a relevant game um, <laughs> in a long time. Um, for the record, as a uh, network person, that's that's actually not how that works. Um, they can't control that in that way, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but uh, in my but opinion. yes, it is. Um, it's well, yours and 
all the people who yell at me about it, like, I can do something about it. Uh, <laughs> 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 Why didn't you flex this? Well, because, gents, that's not up to me. The league does that. Uh, but that is a whole other topic for a whole other day. <laughs> um, but anyway, yes. Could not flex Alliance to the NBC broadcast, even if we wanted to. Um, but, uh, but it is interesting, I think, to see Detroit. Um, you know, I mean, last year, we were excited about the Lions last year, right? But like, do we really consider the Lions like relevant in the way that you're defining it here? No, I don't think so. Right. This year, however, different animal. I mean, what everybody has complained about the Thanksgiving games forever because, you know, Dallas, sure, like Dallas has been good often enough, but most of the time they're playing a crappy opponent. There have been mm-hmm. some rough years there, too. And Detroit has just always been terrible for, like, most of our lives. So, like, <laughs> okay. this is cool, right? This is cool. We're seeing, I mean, it's hard for me to get excited about, like, Detroit, Green Bay, given the current state of Green Bay. But, hey, man, you know, give the Lions their flowers and, and let them have their big day on Thanksgiving because usually they spend it getting embarrassed by somebody else right. coming into their house and, you know, ruining their special thing. So, Hey, I I am all for sitting there watching the Lions while I'm eating Thanksgiving dinner. You know, watching the Lions turn the Packers into mac and cheese. I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. (laughs) Irby, how about you? Where are you at here with the Lions on Thanksgiving? Well, you know, it hasn't been that many years since they were technically the favorite to win the game. You know, the 2020 game when they played Romeo Cremel's Houston Texans. (laughs) <laughs> Who wasn't the favorite against the Texans that year? <laughs> um, so, no, this is totally different. Love this. Love where they're going. Um, you mentioned they gave last year. Yeah, it was a, a, a wonderful game against Buffalo. Like We were excited about that, and here we go again. You know, a, a, Though we're not as excited about the Packers, it's still a nice divisional round. And, and I honestly, I like that. That's what I love seeing, and that feels a little more Thanksgiving Thursday for me as having it be divisional games. You know, and Dallas is usually, it's not always the case, but that, that, I, I, I would prefer that going forward. Lions play a divisional opponent. Cowboys play a divisional opponent. Give us the divisional rival game um, Sunday night. Give me that on Thanksgiving. That, that feels more like Thanksgiving football right there. And so I ideal here. Here, we've got a great one here, and uh, keep it up, Lions, um, because I didn't, never thought I'd say this, the Josh Dobbs, Led Vikings are right there, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, that's imagine if I'd have said that at the beginning of the year to y'all. Josh Dobbs led Lions or Vikings are chasing the Lions. Wait, what? Right, and we'd we'd all be going. Wait, Josh Dobbs is where now? <laughs> yeah, like, because yeah, I mean, he's exactly. on. He was. We're three teams away from where he was at the beginning of the season. He was on the Browns, and then the stupid Browns cut him. Oh, oh yeah. boy! Yeah. Can you imagine? Mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, it's okay. They got Flacco now. They'll be okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> want to get into that. It's going to be an hour-long discussion about how the Browns are absolutely outstanding at taking lemonade and like turning it into arsenic. Um, like just, <laughs> arsenic. <laughs> wow. We went arsenic. Bad lemonade. Man. Yeah. Very acidic. Okay. All right. Well, let's have some fun then before we call it a a, a week here on, on our Thanksgiving edition of Lollygagging Sports. Uh, let's have some fun. Now, the overall parameters of this game 
is we're using teams based off of current performance, this year's performance, okay? Not historical, this year's performance. So we're going to take popular Thanksgiving food items, and we're going to match them with an NFL team, okay? Everybody got that? Any questions, comments, concerns before we get into this? No? Crickets? Okay. All right, let's 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 start with the main course. Samantha or Irby, whoever says it first, who is the turkey in the NFL this year? The Chiefs. Because the turkey is the thing that everybody, it's supposed to be the star of the show, right? It's supposed to be the thing that gets all the attention, and everybody thinks it's so wonderful, and then you eat turkey, and you're like, this was fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, Irby, I'm I like it. That. I'm good with that. I'm I'm good, you know. After if somebody who carves the turkey all the time as slippery as my hands are, I would drop a football too. So yep, yep, Chiefs turkey, like it. Okay, what would you guys say is the most important side? Is it the green bean green bean casserole, the mac and cheese, stuffing? The stuffing, stu- yeah, stuffing. Okay, see, I am not, but it's a very democratic show, so we'll go with stuffing. Who's the stuffing? Irby, you want to take this one? Samantha's with the turkey. Ooh. Who's the stuffing? Um, golly. I, I'm going to have to – I'm going to homer a little bit. I'm going to say the 49ers. The 49ers are the 49ers stuffing? 49ers are that stuffing. Um, it's always there. Somebody always takes care of it. It shows up every once in a while. Uh, you have that one relative who was supposed to make the stuffing, and the last minute they get sick and they don't show up. Um, and then they draft for the top three draft pick. And that just happens every once in a while. Um, but it's just full of it's full of stuff. The stuffing's got everything. You know, if you want to do a bread base, if you want to do a, a a cornbread base, it doesn't matter. There's just lots of different ways that you can go with it. And there's lots of different names. There's lots of different things that go into making a stuffing. And a stuffing just sounds defensive as well. So <laughs> you got to have a good defense as well. Like stuffing just, I feel like defense when I say stuffing. So. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that Niners defense. All right, Samantha, what do you think? So I had a different answer, but but I like this. We'll we'll stick with that. We'll stick with that. We'll stick with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So now I think it's gonna be the mac and cheese. Am I right? Houston Texans. Ooh. Okay. Going to the Texans with a mac and cheese. Yeah, look, mac and cheese doesn't actually belong on a Thanksgiving table, but it's there anyway, and the Texans don't belong in the playoff conversation, but they're there anyway. <laughs> you know what? I got I got no argument. Done. Yeah, that's, nope, that's, yep. that's, a, that's, a, that's a really good explanation as to why they're the mac and cheese. Although I disagree. Yep. Mac and cheese definitely belongs on that table. I, I would not have Thanksgiving without it. You and C.J. Stroud can have it together. <laughs> All right. Green bean casserole. Irby, you're up. Oh, well, I what? how do you, so you mentioned it earlier, Bo, like this green bean casserole big for you. Are you a big green bean casserole? Because it's am. a mainstay for me. I am. Yeah, that is, the green, the green bean casserole is actually my favorite Thanksgiving side. It is your favorite? Okay. Yes. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, like, it's, it's, it's not a sexy choice. It's not. Right? No, it's not, but it's there. Mm-hmm. It's always there. So it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. 
it's not the sexy choice, but every year the Steelers are there. God, this Steelers year too. There. Yeah, this year the too. Steelers. It's just like, how the hell is Kevin? Tom, or how the hell is Tomlin doing this? <laughs> Eating his green beans. <laughs> Eating his green beans. Any any arguments here, Samantha? You good with this? I mean, I, I appreciate his rationale, but I think green bean casserole is disgusting. I actually think all casseroles are disgusting. Like, why can't you just eat green beans? Just eat the vegetables. Oh my gosh, it's so gross to me. So I just it makes can't. sense. You're it's a Browns fan. You don't like the Steelers. It makes I get it. <laughs> but I'm not a Browns. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah but you still hate the Steelers, though. Like, like you, you, no, no, I you, don't. You, you didn't bring that with. Ooh, okay. Nice. I have never been a Steeler hater. This is not a popular position amongst Browns fans, but I have never been a Steeler hater. Um, so uh, well, the more you know. Okay. <laughs> all right. So. Potatoes come in all forms in Thanksgiving. So instead of trying to come up with one for every single type of potato, we're just going to say potatoes in general. It covers all of them. Mashed potatoes, diced potatoes, boiled potatoes, whatever you do with your potatoes. Potato casserole. Like whatever you do. <laughs> Who's the potato at Thanksgiving in the NFL this year, Samantha? Who is it? I would never have answered this question this way except for the way you phrased it. Um... I, this has to be the Eagles, right? Because look how many different ways they can beat you. So. Look, look, at that, look at that. Yes. I like it. And I have a dice, problem dice comparing up, like Nick Sirianni to a potato. Because he's the hottest <laughs> man alive. But um, other than my husband, obviously. Oh, man. Um, Poor Evan has been replaced. The guy retires, he replaces him immediately. What? <laughs> I'm sorry that someone taller showed up. What can I say? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I don't know that he or Jalen Hurts deserves to be called a potato. Neither does that. By the way, don't come. Don't nobody even do that. These don't are not. Do are not. Yes, he is a potato. <laughs> he is a potato. I love Travis Kelsey. He seems like a great guy, but he is definitely a potato. Jason. Jason. No, oh, no, that. No, 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 no. Jason's a yam. Jason is a yam. You're right. You're right. 100% right. Jason is absolutely a yam. Yes, Travis is a potato. The Eagles are potatoes in this versatile, good a number of ways manner in which that you have set this up. But I am just not going to call Nick Sirianni a potato. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's have some fun here then. We got to do the bread. Now, the bread could be anything. It could be rolls. It could be literally slices of bread. Just bread. Same thing we did with potatoes, Irby. Who's the bread on the table? Oh, well, I, I so bread is, yeah, it, it's a mainstay. It's always there. It's talked about. Someone, it's, you know, it, they're, it's the easiest one to do. If you're not big and in, into cooking and everything, you're always like, oh, I'll bring the bread. You just pick it up, but it's. It's always gone really quick. It disappears really fast. Everyone goes to the, you rarely have seconds on bread. There's no depth in there. So it's the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. <laughs> he starts every one of these with, it's always there, but then they all go in a completely different direction. I'm not <laughs> expecting that. That's perfect. Um, I, was, see, I like it. I, I like it. I was half expecting it to be the pie because you never know when someone's going to drop a pumpkin pie on you for the Cowboys. <laughs> um, it's true. But, 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 but what you just did works. That works. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Smith, I'm going to give you cranberry sauce. Now, it's up to you. You can have one team that embodies all cranberry sauce or 
you can have one that is the handmade cranberry sauce that doesn't look like it, the, the shape of the can it came out of, or you can do the can cranberry sauce. Oh, okay. So I'm going to pick the can. Okay. Um, I want the can. <laughs> and I think that the can, I mean, it's like it's the Falcons, right? Because yes. like you get a little excited about it and you're like, okay, this Ooh. is kind of good. You know, it goes well with other things. You could make this work. And then somebody just turns this can upside down and gloop, this just blob <laughs> falls out. And you're looking at it and you're like, is that really food? Is this really a football team? I don't know. I don't know. Just disappointing, you know, like great idea in theory, not so good in practice, and it just doesn't look good on the plate. <laughs> Bijan Robinson's a little bit that you can't get out of the cup. It's still in there. Yeah. Use it. <laughs> Chuck in the can. <laughs> Use Arthur Smith the can yeah. in this situation. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's all I could think of that I would have at a Thanksgiving dinner, even though cranberry sauce is not something I would have. I just, you know. It's, so how about you each get one that you could put me on the spot with? Samantha, we'll start with you. What, what is what is the Thanksgiving food that I did not mention that you would like to toss and put me on the spot on? Okay, so many of these things, there's something that goes with a lot of these things. So... I personally think this is like the vilest thing ever. As you can tell, I don't like Thanksgiving food very much, but a lot of people really like it. And this is something that goes with a lot of the things already mentioned. So who's gravy? And you can take that in the proverbial, the gravy on top kind of way, or you can take it in the Samantha thinks that gravy is disgusting because who wants to pour brown flour mixed with fat on top of their food? So, you know, you You can go in either direction with that. You know what? I'm going with the Jets. (laughs) So we're going brown flour mixed with fat and not the thing that goes with everything. The chips are that giblet gravy. Yeah. It was at one point part of the turkey, but it's not anymore. That's the point. (laughs) At at one point, at at one very small, brief, one-play frame of time, it looked good. And then it didn't. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's you know it's even better. It, this works out perfectly because who is our potatoes? The Eagles. What's the one eagle loss to the Jets? Put the gravy on the potatoes. I, I I did not do that on purpose, but that's funny. <laughs> All right, Irby, how about you? What what, what, what are you going to what are you going to put me on the spot Perfect. with? I well, first of all, thank you, Smith. I was going to do gravy as well, so th- good job. Love that we got the gravy out there. Um, so then, yeah, Bo, I'll open ended as well. You kind of hinted at this before. Seems like it's something you're big into. Uh, the pies, whatever direction you want to go. Is there a pumpkin pie? Is it a cherry pie? Is it a pecan pie? Whatever, whatever you want to go, man. This is, this is. I'm, I'm gonna keep mentioning it here. I'm giving you time to think. Giving you time to think. But we've got all kinds of pies. Is it a pie that gets dropped? Or is, Multiple different types of pies. Man, it is open-ended, Bo. What's our pie? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a that's a that's gonna that's gonna take me a second. Well, that's okay. You got time. You got time because you've got directions to go. You can go sweet. You can go tart. You can skip it. Like I'm not a big pie person, so I usually skip. Although my wife's cherry pie in there. Um, she's doing the breaded top, like the braided breaded top too. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's that's the good yeah. One. 
braided bread? Do you mean lattice? Do you mean a lattice crust for me? Is that what it is? I don't know what this bread. is. <laughs> you said braided bread, and I'm thinking like challah. Uh, like a <laughs> braided bread. That's probably what it's called. <laughs> in, in the, no, challah is like of, a, a loaf of. It's it's okay. Jewish. It's a, it's a bread. It's a literal bread. Yeah, I think that you want lattice pie crust. It's the lattice phrase you're looking pie. for. But it, she's actually braiding it. That's why I said that. Like, I don't know. Is that what it is? <laughs> it's probably <laughs> still pie crust and not bread. Just okay. not a limb here. Well, I do not think she's putting bread on top of your pie. That, that makes a whole lot more sense, too. Her. <laughs> and later on, when her, my mother and her are listening to the show, they're going to be laughing at me again. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. I've got, I've got my pie, guys. I've got my pie. The New York Giants. You think you're getting an apple pie, but you really got a mock apple pie. Oh, no. Oh, no. Are you talking about those things like from World War II where they would make them out of like saltines? Yes. And stuff? Yes. 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 The mock apple pie. Oh, it's so gross. It's so bad. Oh, man. Like, oh. Oh, no. No, no, no. It looks good, right? It looks great. Yeah, you're gonna, yeah. You're going to give it a go. You think it's a nice Dutch apple pie? You want a nice I, a scoop of vanilla to go with it, you know? And and then you and you and you taste that first saltine. Gross. An air sats pie. Oh man. Oh man. Mark By the way, pie. I saw this on a baking show this week. Do you put cheese on pies? They were putting cheese on pies, which seems a bit ridiculous to me. Ugh. I don't, it's oh. just, why would you do that? I don't know. I don't understand. Is this a real thing? I was like, Jeez, put cheese on a pie. The Packers. The Packers. The Packers put cheese on a pie. The Packers, oh. of course it's the Packers. The Packers always yeah. do stuff weird like that. Cheese on maybe pie. Tommy DeVito does. Oh! Well, maybe Tommy DeVito's mom does. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Tommy DeVito's clearly never cooked anything for himself. No, he's never left home. He's single, ladies. <laughs> Mom's still doing her laundry. There's an adult in the NFL. Oh, Come on down, girls. <laughs> this is not the same as Corbin Carroll's parents dropping him off at opening day. No, that was not the same. Thing. No, that was <laughs> adorable. No, that is just a cute story about someone who is close to their parents. No, this is a person who treats their parents like a servant, and you, girl who wants to marry him, will be the new servant when the parents retire. No. No. (laughs) Terrible. Corbin Carroll actually goes and does his job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I I bet Corbin Carroll can do laundry and, like, boil water. Corbin Carroll knows that you have pie crust on top of a cherry pie, not bread. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's going to be a joke for a while, I think. Oh, man. Like your brain got stabbed by an octopus for a second. Oh, no. We're going to go back to that? Okay. (laughs) All right. Oh boy, that's good. That, that that's it for this week. I think it's we, we've we've had a lot of fun here. It's 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 time to go eat some turkey. <sighs> Wherever you listen to us from, you know, be it YouTube or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe to the show, help us out without algorithm. 
But for now, we're out of here. Until next week, don't do a mock apple pie. It's not good for you. Who you gonna call? Okay.